What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, August 25th. You guys are listening to episode number 74. I can't believe how many uh, I've gotten up to so far, and I'm going to be completely honest with you guys right now. I did not think I was going to make this podcast. I've been sick as a dog all week, and um, luckily... Today, I woke up feeling good, feeling up to it, and, uh, you know, which is good. I'm trying to be consistent and have this thing out here for you, you know, Friday night, Saturday. uh, You know, I want to record them on Fridays, but man, holy shit, that last run that I went on definitely got to my body. Um, I'll get into being sick, and I'll even give you guys some um, tips on what to take, because uh, NyQuil's good, but I got some other shit. Uh, that I took that can probably help you. So anyway, I'm alone today. There are no guests, but uh, good show I have lined up for you. We're definitely going to talk some sports and some Lance Armstrong. I got into it with some people about that. Uh, Movies, have not seen anything yet, Um, but I'll try to talk about some movies if if there is anything to talk about. There's some definite movies that I want to see. We have... um, I want to thank some people coming out to some some, some shows, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for a new house with my, my wife and I are looking for a new house, and got a unacceptable for the week, going to even just scratch on uh, some politics, but not, not a lot, or really not, you know, into it, but just talking about how people get around election time, so I got a good show for you guys, so sit back and relax, and um, enjoy Excuse my voice. Actually, my voice is almost 100%, but you can maybe tell the cold is just hanging on. Um, But I'm hanging out. I ain't doing shit today, so uh, enjoy. Okay, Uh, first thing I uh, want to thank everybody for... um, for just coming out to all the shows that you guys have been coming out to, man. There was people at Levity. There was people at... Um, there's just been people coming out, uh, even in the city, or people reaching out trying to find out where I'm going to be. It's happening more and more, um, and I appreciate it. Also, the listeners of the podcast come out, which is really cool when you see somebody at the comedy club, and they're like, hey, I heard you on your podcast. I wanted to come out, which is awesome. Um, also, I had a great time at Foxwoods. With my buddy James Goff, we were out there performing at uh, Comics at Foxwoods. And, you know, uh, it was funny. When I got there, I was talking to the owner. And he was saying, man, I said, you know, how's business been? He goes, oh, business has been great. Uh, We got this streak of, like, whatever, the past couple of weeks, getting 100 people in here for every show. Then he goes, but I think that may get snapped tonight. And I didn't know if he was being a dick to me or if it was reservations. But I was like, ah, shit, you know, I don't want to be the... You never want to fuck up the streak, you know? Everybody's doing 100. Every every, every show they're doing 100, they're doing 100. Then you come into town, they do like 50 or 60. So he says, but don't worry, man. We got, uh, we got like 50-something. And this is a Sunday night, so, you know, you can't expect the world. But he goes, um, he goes, oh, we got 54 sold tickets and you know we sometimes come close to like 50% walk-ins or whatever on on certain nights so I'm like all right so right before the show starts I find out that there's 98 people there and I'm like all right two people will probably walk in and I'll get you know I don't want to break the streak so then uh his son Ryan comes back in the room and goes 99 we got 99 and this is like 
not halfway through the show, I think um, in the beginning of the show, and all I'm thinking to myself is, if there's 99 people, that's going to annoy me. I'd rather 50 people than missing it by one. Because I'm a competitive dick, and I just want to... You know, I just want I want the club to be happy. You know, they're they're giving me the chance to headline the room, and you know, during the point in my career where I'm coming up, and I wanna I wanna do the right thing. I wanna get them the numbers. So then, finally, right before I go on stage, I find out that two more people walked in, and it was at 101, and it made me feel good. Uh, even my mom and stepfather came out to the show. Um, and it was nice. It was it was a really good time. I was able to really you know work on a lot of new things and and riff on new things, and it felt good to do that. The only thing is, and I thought about this afterwards, and I didn't mean any disrespect uh, at all to my parents, but I'm on stage, and I was just talking and I'm riffing and I'm just being honest and I'm trying to get all these new thoughts and everything out. And you know, some comedians don't like to try new things or say anything new off the script when they're headlining. Me, I don't give a fuck. I have to. That's how I'm going to grow. And I was on stage and I was just talking about how my biggest fear if I ever got divorced from my wife was some other dude being around my kids. And I think the line I said was, I go, yeah, like one of my biggest, like my biggest fear is like my son waking up in the morning and eating pancakes with some dude named Phil. Right, which is a funny line, but then I realized my mother and stepfather were in the room, and like I grew up with my stepfather around, and I didn't mean it like that, and they didn't care. They were like, "Oh, good job," and they they know that I'm growing, and they know that I'm trying to, you know, get real thoughts out. They they understand where I'm at in my career and what I'm trying to do. But I thought about it later, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like you know, my stepfather's a good dude, and like I wasn't even saying it like that, or I didn't mean it like that, but it hit me afterwards. And uh, I was like, holy shit, I hope they didn't take it that way. But they didn't. It was a great show. And like I said, they know that I'm just going, you know, through through the, you know, through the stages of just throwing new shit out there. But I had a really, I had a really good time and we were hanging out with some cool local, um, local comics out there, New England comics and, and, uh, you know, James, uh, Goff, my buddy came through and, and did a great job and it was just, it was just a really good time and, and it was a fun, it was fun work for a Sunday um, over a hundred people at Foxwoods and Foxwoods is nicer than I thought. I'm more of a Mohegan sun guy myself, but the Foxwoods is definitely uh, cool. So if you're in that Connecticut area, man, make sure you go to Frank Pepe's pizza and check out the casinos out there. Cause it's definitely a good time. So, um, everybody, and, and I got some, I got some Twitter and, uh, some, some Facebook, uh, friends, I believe from that show, but I've been getting them more and more from these shows and more and more from this podcast. So, so thank you so much. Um, and, and also thanks to, to comics out there for, for having me back to, uh, to headline cause they've put me on weekend nights now too. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to stretch that time man. I'm just trying to get to the real shit, you know, I'm trying to weed out the easy shit and I'm just trying to get to the, get to the core real shit of what I'm trying to do. Cause I, I am going to be recording my first album soon, which all of you better get. Yes. All the Verzi effectors better get it. And don't bootleg the shit. I need money. Um, speaking of that, uh, my wife and I, my wife is so, my wife thinks she's smart. My wife my wife is smart, but here's what my wife's doing. She said, oh, let's just have somebody come and see how much our, you know, see how much the house is worth. And then we'll see, you know, we're not going to move or anything. 
I don't want to move. We'll just see. And I'm like, listen, you know, we just got the house put together. Like, let's let's chill here. Yeah, we'll just see. Now she's got me, long story short, now she's got me looking on, like, all these real realtor things and, and all these real estate things. And we, we went out with um, our real estate agent. We saw some really nice houses. We're looking, uh, and I think we're probably going to end up getting something. But it went, and then, and then even during the search, we're like, yeah, you know, we'll just, you know, keep it modest. You know, we don't need to go nuts. And now we're like, ah, oh, you know, for another... <laughs> another certain amount of money we'll you know we'll get a pool and a finished basement let's get a big huge underground pool and it's just getting ridiculous so you know it went from like this innocent thing of getting an estimate on what our house is worth to now looking at homes that are ridiculous but i think we're actually are going to move i think we're looking to move um and it's just amazing how you got to look at schools i mean you could you could live in an area with a shitty school district and live in a beautiful home it's amazing. You know, your kid will be, you know, robbing people, but you're sitting in like a fucking, you know, five-bedroom, four-beautiful bathroom, you know, thing. Meanwhile, your kid fucking can't spell. And and it's a really hard mix, you know. You got to be able to, you, we, you want everything. You want the great school district. You want the big, beautiful home. You want everything. You want the big yard. It's It's just really tough, man. But it is a buyer's market out here, man. You know, it, it is, it is, people are losing fucking money. I mean, people I'm mean, friends with are like, they're, they're putting their house on the market for like 100000 or more than what they bought the damn thing for, man. It is sad and scary. And the nice thing is right now we can get our place for, we're not going to take a loss, thank God. But now, I mean, it's bad. Now's the time to buy. So thinking we're going to buy a house, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on when we do. Obviously, I'm not going to tell any of you psychos the address or where we're living or even what town I'm in, just in case I say something nuts. Like, I don't like the Dark Knight Rises and some fucking Batman psychopath starts walking down the street looking for me, screaming my name in a fucking Bane costume. By the way, a lot of comedians were agreeing with me with Dark Knight Rises, a lot more than I thought. And what Jim Norton said on Jimmy Fallon was so fucking funny. Or he was just like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it at like I, I don't like Batman's voice. And he goes, I didn't even like Bane. He goes, you know, don't get me wrong. Tom Hardy did a good job, but he looked like me with a sleep apnea mask on. I almost fell off my chair. That's so fucking funny. But there's a lot more comedians and a lot more people out there. I felt like for a second I was like this outcast who was like speaking against the mob. But I found out that there's a lot more people that didn't like it. So relax, nerds. All right, so yeah, so we're gonna we're probably gonna buy, we're probably gonna buy a, a new house, and I'm excited about it, man. When you go into these houses and you look and you see like beautiful finished, brand new like downstairs basement, you think about what you can do with it, putting a bar in there, man, getting a pool. So, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's it's amazing, like the the square footage too. We saw this one house; it was perfect for us, just wasn't enough square footage. And then you go to a house that's much bigger with the space and you're like yeah this is how i need to live you don't understand there are some houses like in the millions out here that you would contemplate like robbing somebody like not robbing the house but like robbing to get a house like that like I, there's fucking beautiful there's like beautiful homes are unbelievable man but see i'm not a handyman you know 
I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, yeah, let's, like, let's, like, I can do shit. Like, I put, like, you know, like, I could do, like, I put the toilets in some of our, you know, I put, like, some of the toilets in our bathrooms here when we bought new ones. Like, we're weird about getting new stuff like that, and, and I did that. Um, I painted rooms. Like, I could do that, but, like, I'm not, a, I can't build a fucking deck. And if I did, it would be mathematically really off. It would be wrong and just, you know, and then I'd start cutting corners because, you know, my attention, I would just be like, all right, yeah, it looks right. Just grab the two by four. If so what, it's an inch off. doesn't matter. And then it would be just lopsided and fucking look like it needed to be in a Tim Burton movie. Just have this lopsided deck that was a mess. I'm not, I can't do that. You know, I can't do roofing. I'm not going to pave the fuck. I'm not, I'm not one of those. I can do the little things. Like I said, I'll paint, I'll put in a, a toilet, you know, I can, I can put up like, you know, maybe even some shelves I could do, but I'm not one of these like fixer ups. Like some of these people could go into a house that looks like it needs a hundred grand of work and then just go to Home Depot one afternoon and knock it out with two buddies. I can't do that. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to tell you guys it's cold, man. So I'm running around like a madman, right? I'm running around like fucking just, you know, I'm doing shows here, no sleep, waking up with the kids. I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just telling you assholes why. No reason to call you guys assholes. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what a dick. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to a friend of mine that I'm arguing with. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here trying to get over this sickness. But anyway, I'm running around like crazy. I'm, I'm no sleep. Kids are waking up. And, you know, I'm, I'm upstate New York. I'm New York City. I'm fucking Connecticut. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm talking to my managers. I'm trying to write this, trying to write this, all this shit. And no sleep, right? So by the last couple of nights, my body, of last week, my body starts to, I, I feel my body like tapping out. Like I was like a UFC fighter with some dude's calf around my throat and the ref was just looking at me with that look like, are you ready to go? And like my hand is up just ready to fucking tap out. But I'm fighting it and I'm fighting it and I'm driving and I'm all right. I'm still like a dick. I had like one or two drinks after the show and I'm just, you know, my body is just basically going, dude, it's going to be bad. I'm feeling my throat. I'm feeling it coming on. You know, when you start to feel it, like you swallow and you could just feel like, ah, was my ear, was there a tingle in my ear? This is going to be ugly. Like one of those things, you know? And then I get, I get home after the Foxwoods thing and Monday I started to feel bad. And then Tuesday, Stand Up New York told me that I could go down there and run my clean set. And then I was like really not feeling good that day, but I sucked it up and I went. I went down there, had a great time, drove home, and then boom. Wednesday, it was full-fledged fucking bad. Coughing, just the whole thing, man. Just fucked up. So, just sick, everything congested, just the worst. So, I go to the supermarket. And I was like, should I fuck with NyQuil? Should I get the NyQuil, take two shots of this shit and be out? And I'm like, you know, NyQuil is NyQuil. It's cool, but what about something else? So if you've never taken it before, you got to take it. Alka-Seltzer, cold nighttime tablets. You drop two of those tablets in four ounces of water, and that shit will put down a fucking small elephant. I'm not kidding. I took this shit and I'm laying down 
and I was up. I was like, all right, I'm up, watching. I don't feel, I don't feel. And my eyes just started closing like I was on anesthesia. It was amazing. Woke up Thursday, slightly better, still sick. Yesterday, still sick. I took more. And then today I woke up and I'm feeling like the best. Like I'm, I'm probably like 90% right now, I would say. Like I could go play a pickup game of basketball right now and last, I think. I mean, I probably get a little tired, more tired than usual, but, you know. So, Alka-Seltzer nighttime cold tablets. Holy shit, you got to try it. Awesome. Oh, man, and you just get, like, you just get that, you know when you just get that, like, relaxed, like, you don't even give a shit that you're sick? Like, it felt so good, I wish I could stay up for a little just to, like, enjoy a movie or a show. But I just, you could you can't, you just close your eyes, and next thing you know, you're just out cold sleeping. So, uh, that, that, that worked for me and I think it'll work for you. And no, Alka-Seltzer is not a sponsor yet. Got to build the Versi Effect podcast up a little more before I get some advertisers, some sponsors out here, which I will. Hey, maybe I will contact Alka-Seltzer and say, Hey, look, you know, I get sick. I run around the country. I get run down and I use your product. Pony up cocksuckers need some money. Maybe that'll happen. Um, all right, so let's move on here to the argument that I've been having this week with some people, and uh, nah, some people agreed. So I shouldn't say it's not a bit. It's not the Dark Knight. Holy shit! I didn't think I was gonna get the backlash I got from the Dark Knight. You assholes freaked out. What do you say? It was amazing. Fucking oh my god, it was classic. No, it wasn't classic. It wasn't classic at all. Stunk. Nah, it didn't stink, but it wasn't whatever. We already I already fucking beat that beat that dead horse. No, I want to talk about Lance Armstrong right now. Okay. And it's a very simple argument I have. Some may agree. Now I'm not saying I know hundred percent. I'm not saying I'm hundred percent right. I feel that I'm right. My opinion, it's something that I, I'm I'm very confident in what in, in my argument. I would argue with anybody. So here it goes. Lance Armstrong totally withdrew himself from this whole legal battle or whatever with him taking drugs. Um, you know, during his reign of all of these Tour de France, uh, you know, titles, seven of them since what 1999 until what 2005 or six or whatever it was, and. Here's the argument I have. I understand that he's he's passed all of his blood tests and drug tests. I understand that. Okay. But I also understand that the guy almost has a fucking billion dollars and I don't think getting around those those drug tests is is something that's impossible. I think that a lot of athletes out there have the right people in their corner to help them and know how to beat those drug tests. But okay, let's just say Whatever. Let's put that. Let's put that issue aside for a second. And I know it's a big issue. I'm not trying to ignore it. Uh, he he passed all his blood tests and his drug tests. He never failed one. I give him that. Okay. But here's where my problem is. When you love something and you're the greatest at it, okay. If if you are the Michael Jordan. The you know Wayne Gretzky of hockey, the Babe Ruth back in the day of baseball, whatever. When you're that and you care about legacy, okay, I don't understand 
how I don't care how much money it takes. Okay, call a press conference for yourself. Have a press conference. Okay, with your lawyer there and everybody there. If you are one hundred percent innocent, one hundred percent, you know it in your heart. It's the facts. It's the fact. It's black and white. I did not do it. Period. Ever. One time. One hundred percent. Gun to my head. On my life. On my family. I did not do it once. If that truly is the case, in my opinion, the type of person that I am. Now he's not like me. But he's also the great. He has something that not many people in the world have where he is considered the greatest ever at something. And if you are, and that is your legacy, and that is a sport that you grew up with your whole entire life, that is what you did, cycling. You are 100% innocent. There's no way, in my opinion, you could you could, you could could stop fighting it. No way. No way. And if you started to lose money and millions and millions and millions, call a press conference for your fans, for everybody. Let people know. There's a different way to do it than to just through the media, oh, he's dropping out. And then finding out that there's like 10 eyewitnesses, even friends of his that were crying that didn't want to fucking say that he did it. So that's the only thing, man. And I want—I don't want to think the guy's guilty. I don't. But this automatic throwing the towel in, and I know he's been fighting it for a long time. He's been fighting it for years. But even still, it's like now he's dropping out when you hear that there's a lot of people that are going to come forward. That's the only thing, man. That That's the only thing that, that I'm, I'm, I'm just like, come on. There's got to be something wrong with that. There's got to be. And I understand that cycling is filthy. And I understand that maybe the dude is, uh, what's it called, trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know? If, if the dude in front of you is just constantly, constantly winning all the time and he's always in front of you and you find out he's doing something and, and you know, you finally get enough, enough's enough, this person's getting all the accolades, this person's getting all the media hype and the attention and millions of dollars and a huge career and set for life, family set for life, fuck it, I'm going to do it too. I understand that. I wouldn't do it because, but see, that's, that's the thing. I'm the type of person, I won't even, I don't take a joke tag from somebody. Comedian friends of mine won't even try to tag up one of my jokes because they know I won't take it because I won't get that laugh. I won't get the laugh, period. For you people that don't know what I'm talking about, a lot of times comedians sit down together and they talk about jokes. So if a comedian watches me watches me perform and sees me say a line that they like or they think is funny... Or whether they think it's funny or not, they just see it and then they come up to me afterwards and go, man, I got a tagline. After you say that, you should say blah, 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 and that's another laugh. And and comedians do that and they yeah, yeah, it's just friends riffing. Yeah, you're right, that helped out, thanks. I can't do that because if I do that tagline and it gets a laugh, I can't look in the mirror knowing it was my laugh and I'm not good with that. I can't sleep at night with that. That's just me. That's my fucked up OCD. I know plenty of comedians, some of the best comedians out there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that person, you know, tagged the joke for me. or, or the, and, and, But I just can't do it. It's just how I am. So me, I'm the type of person. And plus, you know, I'm one of these people that like, you know, the, the floor is always going to fall out. You can't be happy. Can't be happy. Forget that. God for fucking bit, I'm happy. God forbid everything's great and perfect. I'm so nuts that I did a joke. And I saw that Kevin Hart. On his Comedy Central half hour, did something similar. And I called my manager and asked him multiple times if it was... And they're like, Paul, it's a different joke. Even though the same type of stuff came up, it's a different joke. I'm so nuts. I can't even fuck... Because that's just how I am. 
So I could never take an if I was an athlete, I would be one of the athletes that probably, especially if everybody was doing drugs, I would be one of the athletes that didn't make the huge ESPN highlights and everything because I I could not take a substance and hit three home runs in a game and have everybody talking about me on ESPN and feel good about it and look myself in the mirror. I would beat myself up. That's the type of person I am. Now, I don't know what Lance Armstrong is. I don't know what type of dude, I don't know what type of guy, the guy, the, the, the type of dude that the guy is. I don't know what he is. I don't know what anything really about Lance Armstrong, except I thought he left his sick wife for fucking Cheryl Crow. I don't know about that either. So I, I don't have the facts about that. So I don't even want to say that. I heard that, but who knows? The only argument I'll say is you call a press conference and you go, hey, guys, I want to let you know what's happening. Okay? I want the public. I want fans across the world. I want everybody to know this is a press conference that I'm holding. I would never hold this if I didn't know in my heart I was 100% innocent. These people, this is a witch hunt. They keep coming after me. Okay, I did not do anything. I passed every test. I will do whatever it takes. I want you to know, but they just keep coming at me. They're lies, and it gets to the point where I don't know if I can continue to afford to do this. I just want you guys to know, you know, I want the people to know, or 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 keep fighting it and say, listen, I want this to go to court, and I want to see these eyewitnesses, and I'm going to prove them all wrong. That's what I would do, and he's not doing that. And I heard yesterday, I don't know, I don't know anything really about the case, but I heard yesterday um, a lot of reporters and people on ESPN and people were saying that there are eyewitnesses who saw the guy using a substance that were going to come forward and he knew that there was a shit storm and he was going to get fucked, so he just said the hell with it because he didn't know it was going to go this far. I personally feel... Could be wrong, just my opinion. So I'm not going to sit here and if you say, if you doubt it, that's fine. That's fine. It's your opinion. I'm just talking shit here on the Versi Effect about my opinion. And my opinion is that Lance Armstrong either wanted to stay on top and use something or knew other people were using something. But I find that the fact that he's bowing out of this is, is, uh, is an admission of something. Of something. I, that's how I feel. I'm not even saying he's not the greatest. He may be the greatest because if they were all on it, he was the best one on it, you know? So if they're all not on it, that means he'll probably be the best one that that wasn't on it. But, you know, so he may be in an even playing field. He may be the best cyclist in the world. I'm not taking that away. But the fact that he's bowing out of this fight now tells me something. I think it's an admission of guilt in some way, shape, or form. I think he knows they know something. I think he got caught. I'm not saying he's doing it all the years, but something. I, I, that's what I think. You know, folks, at the end of the day, man, I just really believe where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, somewhere. Somehow. So, you know, and I, I really didn't have much about sports to talk about, but I did want to talk about this because I'm watching it yesterday and I was like, man, you can't leave that fight. Think about this. They're taking away. They're banning him for life. Okay? You love something. You played it your whole life. It's giving you... He knows. He knows the He knows the consequences of what's going to happen now. This is not like, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to you know lose one or two to a different... No, no, no. He's losing all seven of his titles. All of those bike rides up those mountains. All that sweat, the pain, blood, sweat, tears. He's losing all of that. 
And he's banned from the sport he loves for life. For life. He can never go back to this, this sport ever again. Blacklisted. If you know that that's going to be a mark that's on your record for life, fuck that, man. I wouldn't, I would, fuck that. You ain't taking my shit away. If I, if I didn't do anything, you're not taking it from me, period. Think about it. Think about it. You fight it to the end, no matter what. I don't give a shit 20 years. If it's, if it's, if it's your whole life, if it is your whole fucking life, if somebody said you got to fight this the next fucking, till the day you die, I'd be like, you know something? I won those seven. I won those seven. I'm the greatest cyclist in the world. Nobody's going to take it from me. I'll fight it. I'll fight it every day. It'll be part of my day fighting it. I don't care because I know in my heart I didn't do something. People say, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yes, it is. Then you don't love it enough. If it's not worth it, you don't love it enough. It's the same. I can't stand when people are like, oh, well, yeah, I wish I I had a million dollars too. Then go get a million fucking dollars. Work. Do something. Die trying to make a million dollars. Do something. You know? Don't fucking cut deli meat your whole life and go, well, yeah, but I, I wish I was a millionaire, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen because you keep fucking cutting deli meat, asshole. You know, that that's what I'm saying. You, you, it, it's, you have to, you have to fight for something that's really real and right forever, forever. It's like if you're on death row, these people that are on death row and they didn't do it, they keep fucking appealing and appealing and appealing and appealing. But if after a while you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, man, I ain't going to do it anymore, then that, that's a, a mission of guilt because I'd, I, cause the way that I am, I'd fight to the day. That's it, man. I would fight. Dude, if those were my seven titles and I was the greatest cyclist in the world and I knew they were all doping and I never, ever doped once, you bet your ass I wouldn't quit through the media one day and say, oh, it's a witch hunt. Fuck that. I'd be like, yeah, this is a witch hunt and I never did it and I'm coming back to win. Fuck you. That's what I would say. I'd be like, yeah, it's a witch hunt, but you know something? I'm not quitting because I know in my heart that those seven titles are mine. He did shit. He did shit. There's no way. You quit and you lay down when you do shit wrong. And you know it in your heart and you don't want it to get out. And you would just rather let it be. You're walking away from the sport you love. You're banned from the sport you love for life. You're done. Fuck that, man. That's bullshit. He did something. I, I, I am convinced of it. I am convinced that there is some dirty place somewhere. There's no way. He's only 41 years old. He could do other things in cycling. He is banned for life now. He can never go back. So, man, come on. Email me. Let me know if I'm crazy. I don't think so. I think I'm making really good points right now. Because the truth is something that if it's in your heart and you know it, and you really didn't do it. I think there's something in you that doesn't allow you to give up. I think I think a real... And then you're talking about Lance Armstrong, man. You're talking about a guy who was on a bicycle up fucking mountains. Through the fucking hardest possible thing you could ever fucking imagine doing to your body. Multiple times. And all of that. And he's just going to let that shit go because he thinks it's a witch hunt? Come on, that doesn't make sense. Why is it a witch hunt? Why? Why are these people going after him? You don't think they know something? Or they just what? They just don't like him? Give me a fucking break. Alright. That's the end of the Lance Armstrong ranting. I think I made some good points though. Be honest with you. This is good radio, people.
Man, this show's getting good. Holy shit, the Verzi effect is getting nasty. Right? Like, you could feel it. You could feel the good radio. You know how I could feel it? Because I feel like I don't even feel like I'm on a show right now. I'm just talking, man. I'm talking the way I'd be talking to one of my friends. Getting good. All right, what else are we going to talk about here? All right, while I'm on while I'm on fire, little little amped up and hyped up. You know why? Because my sickness is going away. You love that first day when your sickness starts going away because you know your body's back. It's kind of like the first or second day you get a haircut. You look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, it's right there. Like, I look, look, this is fucking this. I should look like this every day. Like, this is perfect. This is like the, like the sickness is going away. So I got the health back. So it's like my first day back. So I'm just like, yeah. Still a little there. Still not not quite there yet. I'll be 100 percent tomorrow. Um, but since I'm a little fiery still, I just want to talk about this election coming up, okay? And I'm not gonna like like I said, man. I'm I'm I I really find the whole idea to pick a party. Like if you're really like one way or the other way, like unfortunately, like you're bored with your life and it's just silly. I mean, it really, if you really break it down, it's fucking silly. You know, go ride a bike. Go jogging, go fucking, you know, go play paintball with your family, go to the movies, go do something. But the fact that you're sitting up at night and you're just listening to these people add fucking fuel to your fire and get you all amped up, whichever side, it's just fucking dumb. And I cannot take going on Facebook and Twitter and like as soon as Mitt Romney named this guy Ryan as his running mate, every fucking nervous, paranoid fucking liberal was just like uh, yeah well, th- th- yeah well, r- he's for this yeah this is a good can this is the worst thing this is like Sarah Palin this is the worst and it's just like you fucking paranoid scared idiots just stop it and on the other side you know it's like finally Obama's gonna lose the guy's the worst and the guy's doing this and you know Romney and Ryan finally we finally got a ticket that's gonna get this guy out of the White House and get things on the right track it's like you fucking moron do you really think everything's gonna change overnight the country's in bad shape all right I'm looking for houses right now I can buy a house that would normally be a fucking million dollars I can get it for so much less than that because times are so fucking bad right now Interest rates are so low. It's a fucking mess. Foreclosures everywhere. Not one dude, not one president is going to change everything. It's it's a joke. It's so fucking stupid. It is the stupidest thing. Do yourself a favor. Just to, just to show you what I'm talking about, go to Facebook and go to Twitter if you have those accounts and just scroll through a little bit. And I bet you like one out of, less than one out of every ten you scroll through, there's going to be a comment about a political stance somebody's taken they can't let it go they're obsessed with it it's so fucking stupid just fucking live your life already look at a guy that you think stop bashing the other guy look at a guy that you think is better you know you could take some shots and some jabs but this whole like oh my god this is like you know the guy these people act like they fucking know it's so stupid Calm the fuck down, moron. You don't know anything. Like, people act like they know shit. They don't know anything. We're not at the Pentagon. We don't know what the fuck's going on. We don't have any like intelligence from other countries. We don't know shit about anything right now. 
All we are are working class people who go about our day and all we know is what the media tells us and we take what that is and we fucking muster up all of these fucking paranoid or stupid arguments and it's so dumb. I really I think that's unacceptable for the week. Oh no no no, that's not unacceptable for the week. I have I have a better unacceptable for the week. I I'll give you the unacceptable for the week after this. But the whole point is like don't watch who a guy's running mate is or don't watch when the new guy comes in ready to do something and automatically say this is what we need. This is what we need. I saw it again. It this time I I used to see the ones the, the liberals were putting up and now the conservatives are putting up um you know, signs too about like, oh yeah, this is what the liberal, you know, this is this and this is this. This guy's a socialist and this guy stinks. The one thing that I knocked our president for, and and it, and it's something that he should be knocked for because it's just an outrage and it's ridiculous, is the amount of fucking times the guy's on TV. He did the View, he did the Tonight Show a couple of times. You know, he's fucking his wife is on like fucking basic cable. He he called in a sports talk radio show. He's in like I mean, there's no jobs, dude. Like you gotta chill the fuck out with that. Like that that I think is a little ridiculous. And I think the guy's been campaigning for the next fucking election a little too long the past couple of years while shit's been bad. And he should be knocked for that. But he's not to blame for all this shit. And, and this idea that Romney's going to come in and change everything, it's just ridiculous, man. That's why I love being an independent. I love watching. You know what it's like? Watching people on the left and the right go nuts during this time is like watching the drunk dude at a party who's just like, no, 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 fuck you. And fuck you. I'm going to tell you something. Nobody could. And you just watch the fucking embarrassment. And they think they're like, that's what it's like for me. Just watching everybody yelling and putting signs up. It's just such bullshit. It's so stupid. Stop it. I think people should just look at the guy that they like or look who they like better. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We don't have a bargain with either of these fucking guys. I mean, you really don't. Okay. The time where we look at a candidate and like 80% of the country is like, this is the guy. I don't know if that'll ever happen because of the division, but that's who the fuck I want to vote for. I want to vote for it when it's like, holy shit, like, I may disagree with this one little thing, but this guy can get us on track. And the whole country thinks about that. And unfortunately, the way that it's divided and the way that the two parties separate everybody, it's probably never going to happen. But just look at the fucking, you know, the lesser of two evils and, and pick them. And say, that's the guy I want to go with for this reason. But just fucking, just with with these people that fucking get nuts about it. Shut the, shut up. Raise your kids, you dick. Alright, unacceptable for the week. Okay, we're almost 40 minutes in here. Um, unacceptable for the week is me scrolling through the channels the other night sick. And actually stopping... And interestedly watching the New Jersey Housewives reunion. Okay, and here's why I did it. Because as I'm flipping through, it was one of those just like yelling cat fight things. And I was like, I gotta see what she says, you know. And then like right before the commercial, like, and when we come back. And then it's just like, no, no, because I'm going to tell you what he said. You know what he said? And then it just goes to the fucking commercial. Like, I gotta see what the fuck he said, you know. (laughs) 
You got it. So this whole thing of just like absolutely people dragging their families through the mud on TV, I you just had to. I had to watch it. So unacceptable. I couldn't believe, and I was like, you know something, I'm gonna finish watching this, but I got to call myself out on it. So unacceptable for this week is me, your host, Paul Verzi, stopping at the New Jersey Housewives reunion show and actually watching it. Interest, and I was interested. I actually cared what they said. And then I changed the channel and shook my head going, why did you do that? This is unacceptable. But the type of host I am, I'm going to admit it. All right, I can't. I'm going to admit it. But that's what I did. I even, you know what? I'm going to bash myself even more. I even was scrolling through and the Kardashians came on. And I had to stay on because that one dude, Scott, that is dating that Courtney, like marched off somewhere. He's like, I'm leaving. You know what? I can't stand this family. I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to see this. Totally buying into the bullshit that I speak out against. I actually fucking watched it for a couple minutes. I'm like, this is what the fucking problem is. So unacceptable for the week is the shit that I watched during my sickness. And... I hope it doesn't happen again. You watch weird shit when you're sick. I don't know. It's weird. You ever notice that? Like when you're sick and you're on the couch, you'll stop on something you normally wouldn't stop on if you were like feeling good. You almost feel like, ah, I'm sick. I got this free pass of watching different things. It's really weird. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but I'm sure there's somebody out there listening. Going, yeah, I kind of get what he says. Because like, I normally wouldn't watch like a segment of Dr. Phil when I'm sick, but now I'm sick. So I'm like, ah, I'm sick. Maybe you feel like that's the excuse. Like maybe you'd watch it anyway, but you're like, ah, you know what? I was a little sick. So I just watched with Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil says the most obvious shit. I think we talked about it before one time on the show. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, Dr. Phil would be like, you have to stop using drugs or you're going to die. And like the place claps. You can't stab people. Okay, they'll die. And you'll go to jail. Um, Alright. Plugs. Let's do some plugs, everybody. I lost half of my cyclist fans. So if you were a Verzi Effect fan and you liked cycling, you're probably not going to listen. But I gained some Alka-Seltzer fans. So hopefully it evened out. How you like that? Plugs for the week. Um, well, not until September 10th, which is, well, about 15 days away is next road trip. Should be Las Vegas, Nevada, the MGM Grand. Sound like I'm announcing a fight. Uh, I am going to be at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And I'll be working with Ian Bag and Saturday Night Jim Brewer is coming into town in Vegas. So if you're in Vegas that week, come out to the MGM Grand and um, you will see a good show. A great show of comedy there. And I'm looking forward to it because it's a new room. Uh, after that, uh, what else do I have coming up? I'm just running around. I'm, I'm working on my uh, clean TV set, folks. I'll let you guys know what's going on with that. But the nice thing is I got it. I got it. I ran through it. I'm comfortable with it. And I totally... Oh, man. Five minutes is so quick. But uh, I'll tell you something else that's quick. And less than five minutes. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. It's about that time to wrap it up. 
getting delusional. It's time for some more medicine. I'm trying to think of what I have before September 10th. I'm just going to be running around New York City and I'm updating my website. Uh, probably going to be doing spots at the uh, at the stand in New York City. And then in uh, September, hold on, I think I got some stuff to, to show you guys. Oh, actually, no, you know what? It will be all up. It'll be up on a website. So I will post any New York City shows that are coming up. I'm waiting on some. I'll be at the stand in New York City uh, coming up uh, the first week of September, I'm sure. Uh, that Those are dates are, are being uh, put into motion now. If you are in Vegas, come out. Say what's up. Hopefully I'm selling something. Uh, it will not be my first album yet. I'm, I may, I'm working on these t-shirts that are hilarious. So if I have the t-shirts by then, I'll let you guys know. If not... Uh, word is I will be um, recording the first album because I think I have the 45 to an hour that I want to actually record on my first CD. Uh, that should be sometime this fall. You guys will be updated on all of that. So, But come out to Vegas. Uh, come out to the show if you're in Vegas. That'd be awesome though if you just flew to Vegas to see me. Then I'd have to sit and have drinks with you. It'd be weird, though, if you sucked, like if you were just some weirdo, and you're like, hey, dude, I flew out here, you said you're going to have drinks with me, and you just looked like a fucking nut. Um, but no, check me out, the new website I'm going to be working on. I'm working on uploading all, all new stuff for the website and all that shit. So thank you guys very much for listening. This has been episode 74. I apologize if you love Lance Armstrong. It's just my opinion. And uh, don't get this sickness. Movies, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I, that's the one thing I haven't been doing during this, uh, you know, this whole fucking stretch of not feeling well. I haven't been watching movies. But we'll review the next, we'll review the next one when I go. And that's about it. 45 minutes and almost 45 seconds. Thank you. Until episode 75, I will talk to you guys soon. Later.